Hey Maverick, you ready to fly with the ice cream man? <laughs> You'll get more of the Disney D later. Yeah. It's like Cliff yeah. Notes version. Quick, all right, you get the roll. idea. Let's go. Move, move, move. Dragon, yeah, bye. What are you doing? Not that you spread my gasoline. It looks like porn titles for those of you old enough to remember when they used to sell. <laughs> Pulp Fiction in space with the fucking Enterprise crew? Hell yeah, man! Oh my god, who's gonna be thinking rain? Dr. Manhattan is wearing pants. What did you try for us? I want to see, I want to see too. 51 part 1. Let's not. 51 part 1. Let's oh, not jinx it. Okay, so click the go live button. Go live! We are Live, live from the well, the Bucarell Brothers Cave. <sighs> this is sparkling today. Mm, rather glistening, you are. You're kind of like uh, right out of a Twilight film. Yes, kind of sparkly and shit. This is Pajangers and Wallhangers Media Network podcast of the Triforce. We go over all of the <sighs> nerdy. Movie, TV, game, and comic news, all right here, live every Monday around 6 p.m.-ish. We're at 6.05, so we're actually pretty on time today. Right? We are actually on time. Yeah, this is crazy. You know, in the, in the light of the impending doom that is outside, knowing called Delaware Thor now, is very angry. He is extremely someone. angry at everyone right now, so... It's a little bit of a stormy night, so if you do hear some uh, clamoring in the background, that's exactly what that is. is uh, just if we go dark, let us know, please. Yeah, definitely. Uh, people uh, giving us your feedback, always much appreciated. Invites going out. We will start this off. I, of course, am one Matthew Bucarell, the madman. To my right is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And to my left, no. 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 Cancel. I already Cancel. have it queued up. No. Other one. No. Over. Uh, that is Not the story! This podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Rip Studios. Rip Studios, uh, Tales from the Morgue, episode two. You scroll down, there's actually an uh, option right there to watch the trailer. And then down here is the first little trailer. This episode, number two, Until Death, written and directed by one myself, Matthew Bucarell. Very proud to say that it is coming out very soon. We're just waiting on a couple nips and pieces. You couldn't find out because it didn't have anybody wearing a fedora. It's very true. No fedoras and no animals in this one. So um, it's coming out soon. Very proud of it. And I gave these guys a sneak peek as to what it is uh, in its raw form right now. So it is definitely something I'm proud of. And it is, I am proud of you, brother. It, it's shocking, I'll say. <laughs> Punny, I am. Uh, center pajangers because we're going to start off with the welcome. Uh, what have you been watching and doing? Because we finished Game of Thrones. Wife and I finished Boardwalk Empire, and uh, believe it or not, the wife, it, wife and I are watching the uh, the Doctor Pimple Popper. <laughs> what <laughs> you is the thought about that? What is the attraction to that? I I, I don't know, but it's it's really disgusting. More, it's really more for like. Bringing up people, lifting up their spirits because you know they they shelter themselves. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're watching that right now. And what do you? What is your final thoughts on Game of Thrones? Because you're farther in the book than I am. And as far as how the show ended, well, it goes without saying that the book vastly better. Give it a listen. Oh yeah, listen or, or read if you're yeah into that sort of thing. If you're into the old school, type. you have that sort of time on your hands. 
It would have been so much better if it was done the 15 seasons, like George, what's his name? R.R. Martin. Right. Yeah. I'm not good with names. I'll say it's Robert. It would have been vastly better. They sort of, it was great up until the last two seasons where they kind of rushed it. Quick. All right. You get the idea. Let's go. Move, move, move. Dragon. Yeah, bye. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, Cliff Notes version. Yeah. It's all right. It is a good ending. But, you know, they kind of fucked up the middle. I'm looking forward to how uh, George is going to finish that one off. Because from just the detail that yeah. he has in the book to where I'm at the point right now um, where they're going through the uh, festival with the Lansing and everything and the mountain and uh, is the hound. Is First King still alive? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like Robert okay. Baratheon, that, yeah. that festival, jousting festival. And even up to this point, I'm severely more impressed with the book. Even in the beginning, when, with uh, the introduction of, uh, what's his name, Tyrion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he does that, that The flip. description of Tyrion in the book and the description of, of that we got in the show are completely vastly different because the Tyrion in the book is a lot more able. Like when Jon Snow meets Tyrion for the first time, he does a fucking flip and lands on his hands, back springs off of it onto his feet with one black eye and one hazel. Mm-hmm. And... His legs are deformed. His head's too big for his body. Like he, that's a fucking character. I know it's a very specific role that you have to fill with Hollywood. So that's probably why they didn't do it. Now that I'm saying they, that, they, they didn't want to do uh, CGI. And it, you know, George R. 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 Didn't, didn't want to CGI his eye throughout the entire that's a, that decade that it was on. Especially when you're dedicating dragons to the main uh, the main character in the series. That, yeah, that would have been sock puppets. <laughs> But we'll start off with the news. This story is not a very good one. Um, the offices of Kyoto Animation were set ablaze Thursday morning when the suspect allegedly walked into the front door, doused the first floor in gasoline with a bucket whoa, whoa, whoa. of gasoline. Hold on. How did he get through the entire first floor without the door was stopping open. him? Like, what are you doing? Nothing. Just spread my gasoline. Well, I mean, like, to be how fair, do you get through the entire floor? To be fair, it does say here that the front door was open. Still, does there no one work on the first floor? Apparently not. All <sighs> sixty people worked on the upper two, three floors, but. The door was uh, it was open, and he when he was dousing the floor in gasoline, he screamed, "Die!" So I think he kind of rather put his point right in the front forefront there. Um, Shinji Abaya, Abaya um, a forty-one-year-old, Saitama City near, which is a city near Tokyo, uh, man, he had spent previously three years in prison for robbing a convenience store back in 2012. Um, he says that the uh, animation studio stole. Stole a novel from him. What novel did he write? It didn't really get into a, a lot of details, but this animation studio did Full Metal Panic, uh, Full Metal Panic, as well as Violet Evergarden, which are two Violet Evergarden you'll see on Netflix, as well as Full Metal Panic uh, is out there as well. They're two very big. This is a big a big animation studio, especially in Japan. So this is a very big hit because they lost all their. Uh, actual written documents as well as wow. the digital forms as well. They lost everything in this fire. 33 people were killed and 30 others were injured. So this is a big fire, man. My heart goes out to him, especially being the anime fan that I am. 
really, you know, that that's a heavy blow right there. A heavy blow, especially for a pissed off, you know, nobody to have the that kind of weight on his conscience. Yeah, there's always a lot of old Benga series too. Oh yeah. They have a lot of a very deep history in manga. They're one of the top animation studios to go to. And for, if you scroll down, they'll actually they're yeah, right here, you'll see a little bit of their stuff, Full Metal Panic, a lot of harem anime, which is one guy and a lot of girls falling over. It all kind of looks like porn. It's it the like porn titles, for those of you old enough to remember when they used to sell <laughs> yeah. VHS. <laughs> Actual porn DVDs. They used to come in a DVD form, like a movie, your parents. The old VHS days. <laughs> yeah. with, with, the, with the curtain back room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit creepy. It's a little bit creepy, but we'll move on to the next story, which are things that we allowed back in the Very excited. Uh, Snoochie Boochie Bitches, Jay and Silent Bob reboot trailer after this Candy Crush. Oh, yeah. Essentially, look at that, look at that cast, though, man. You're getting uh, Jason Lee down. Jason Lee, you're getting uh, Joe Marganiello. We'll say that's his name. Craig Robinson, Justin Long, Eliz- Shannon Elizabeth, Fred Asmere, Matt Damon, and Ben motherfucking Affleck, as well as Chris Helmsworth himself, get, as well as Meth Man and Red. How'd they get Ben Affleck? Now, Beth, Ben Affleck and Matt and, uh, and Kevin Smith have had a bit of a falling out. Which, did uh, Matt Damon play Peacekeeper? Well, he, he probably did. Yeah, he probably did because he's, he's he's really the best. He really is a good guy. Just but. under uh, Bill Murray. I mean, yeah, he he is. <laughs> that is Matt roughly really the amount of people I know in Hollywood. But if you go up, we'll see the the actual trailer here. Method Man and Red Man make an appearance in it. The Red Band trailer. You can probably click on mute. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Because they might flag us. Oh, and there's no sound hooked up, probably. Oh, right now! Full screen that bitch. Full screen on there. And he tucks it. Bringing the boys back, they found out Blunt Man and Chronic are being rebooted from the Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back part. So this is a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob, and you see three different Batman in this flick. You see Ben Affleck, as well as one Mr. Val Kilmer, and they haven't announced which other. Batman is going to be in it, but here you see Shannon Elizabeth re- I think I'm gonna need to see a introducing him to his kid. No, Jay. This is my daughter. My Which is Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah. Who is in the upcoming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino. Hollywood with you? No. <laughs> Obviously, that girl is actually probably deaf. Which is why she's doing sign language. And the badassery comes out. And on that note, we cue the music. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And they're trying to stop the movie. Someone about a week ago, and it took a big shit. You have no idea how hard it is to get the smell out of leather. I imagine shit would be hard to get out of the backseat smell. But it's all Jay and Silent Bob. There you saw Matt Damon, the maker of all this, with Matt Damon, or uh, Ben Affleck popping up right there. You see Iron Bob 
so there's going to be a lot of different superhero references in this, as there should. And Jay's going through father. I don't know how to be a father. Anybody with come can be a father, but only love can make you a dad. How you going to talk about love? Words of wisdom from Methan and Redman. Okay, but, uh, so now you don't need to watch the trailer. You can watch it all right here. It's exactly, right here first. And who's directing this shit anyway? Kevin fucking Smith? It smells like this reboot. And Tommy Chong at the end. So you have your weed reference right there. Yeah, man, and that's their little plug for the ending there. We can go on to the next story, but I'm really excited about this one, man. James and Bob. We're bringing it to you, to your hometown. You can watch it with us, and afterwards we're going to answer. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. We're just going to put you on mute there. But on we go to the next story, which is one kind of bittersweet story. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is officially ending after seven seasons, man. So it's safe to start watching. So only That it is. So only, which it only we lasted did. for Phase 3. Yeah. Well, so essentially, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will still return in 2020 with its seventh final season. The deadline confirmed with Joseph Loeb or Jeff Loeb, who uh, is the Marvel TV boss, released recently thanked fans in a tweet for allowing them to be the longest-running Marvel TV series to date. Mm. So that's, you know... And yeah, and I will contest, it's a great fucking show, man. Every single person right here... Poking his boot. Poking his boot. Sorry, I haven't done that in a while. But every single character right there has really great character progression... He's starting off the first uh, the first season now, and it's it's great even just going through and reliving it. And I'm excited for the seventh season because every topic they did through each season was done well. They handled the humans, they handled the Cree, they handled time travel, fucking expertisely, and just masterful. Great series that I can't highly recommend it enough. And while it's prepping for a bittersweet departure, Jeff Loeb does promise that this season will be. Amazing, and it's going to be more of a celebration, and it's going to—they're going to try and make it seem a little bit more homey. Homey. Unlike this next story, this homey says that his Star Trek film, if he does it, will be Pulp Fiction in space. Of course, I'm referencing one Mr. Quentin Tarantino, uh, you know, obvious star writer of Pulp Fiction. It's uh, Paramount Pictures has Mark L. Smith. uh, written a script for this Star Trek series, which Quentin Tarantino, uh, they popped it up to him, and he looked at it. He says he absolutely loves the the script. He says, I don't know if I'll do it or not. I've got to figure it out. However, he really really wants to do this, and he wants to do the script. He's saying that he is annoyed by Simon Pegg, though. Okay, why? Because Simon Pegg says in an interview that... uh, Essentially, he didn't know what the hell he was talking about, and he was just saying, oh, it's not like he's going to make Pulp Fiction in space. And he's like, no, yes, that's exactly what I'm going to make. I'm going to make Pulp Fiction in space. Shut the fuck up. Like, that's, it's, I still want to see that. <laughs> Pulp Fiction in space with the fucking Enterprise crew? Hell yeah, man, who's going to be fucking, you know, need the interjection in their, in their cerebellum from fucking, you know, doing too many drugs? I'm, I'm imagining Scotty. Especially since he pissed off the director. 
It's going to be the Bruce Willis character on this one. Or now the, uh, who is it, Ving Rhames? Ving Rhames, yeah. Oh, my God, who's going to be Ving Rhames? Like, oh, God, man. Give me a solid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I feel bad for that Ving Rhames character already. We square. That was the first scene that he actually really tricked me on. We were watching Pulp Fiction. He was like, no, 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 get close to the screen and watch this. And then I just see Ving Rhames get violated, and I could not have felt more betrayed in my life. (laughs) And this is where he learned brotherly love is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! But if you're gonna if you're gonna do Pulp Fiction in space, I would want Tarantino to be behind this flick, man. The next one is a trailer, which I think you'll have a need. A need for speed. Top Gun Maverick. So the irony, the irony of this story coming up, we all knew it was happening. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Of course I they're going to reboot this. <laughs> I bought um, this shirt that says, because I was inverted and the letters are inverted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, pretty much the premise is, is that Tom Cruise is still, his Maverick character is still a captain. And he could have been an admiral, two-star admiral by now, and he just won't move up. And it's him having... To deal with being an amazing pilot who's at the end of his reign. So, it could be good. I think it's a bit of a blast from the past, which it could it's, it could definitely sell some tickets. It's not going to be at... Oh, like, it'll, it'll sell some tickets. It's not going to be at endgame level, but... Tell me that. T- tell me Michael Ironside's back. If I knew who that was... Jester's I dead. That's Jester. Uh, I'm not okay. sure. Maybe Val Kilmer still was. <laughs> well, he's coming into. He's gonna be in fucking bed. Uh, you know, uh, he's gonna not be, Ice Man anymore. Well, he's gonna be. In, <laughs> 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 he's gonna be in Jay and Silent Bob. The ice cream man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Maverick, you ready to fly with the ice cream man? <laughs> Title of the podcast, right there. I don't know why I gave him that accent, but I'm sticking with it. I'm, I think that's a good. But Top Gun coming in theater soon. There's no uh, real. Um, Does he do mm-hmm. his own stunts? Probably. Tom Cruise, yeah, but that's all like, but that's you know, green screen mm-hmm. stuff. So that's like him going, <laughs> like in a, in a facial mask and stuff. And it's more like the scenes like this. You'll see a lot of. The Tom Cruise actor that he is, like just demanding, you know, commanding the role. Okay, I'll allow it. Just because it's a throwback. Yeah, absolutely. This one's a sad story, man. DC's Titans. I saw this. The show shut down for about two days uh, production, but after a crew member was killed mm. while filming the second season, the special effects uh, coordinator. Warren Appleby passed away after being struck by a heavy object, is what they're saying. But here's what happened. The incident happened at a test facility where the crew tests all the processes they do for the stunt shots and plan them out, and then they go into production. So the stunt in question included a car flipping on its side, but a piece of the shrapnel flew off and struck him in the head! In the fucking head! That's a big fucking problem! I mean, he was a special offense coordinator, so, I mean, he probably should have 
been a little bit more careful, I'm assuming. There may be an OSHA I violation. But that's definitely a sad thing. They the held up production for two days, which really isn't going to stop this beast that is Titans if you go to the next story. Con- Comic-Con. Oh, a little thing that's happening right now. San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and they announced the uh, release date of the second season, which is September 6th. You're going to see Dick Grayson, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, all brought together uh, from the events of the first season, which is left in a cliffhanger. And they say here that they're kind of going to chop and screw the 12th episode from the first season with the first episode to make it a big season two opener because they want to give Trigon a really big role. And they want to put a lot of focus on him because they're also bringing in Deathstroke, as Isaiah Morales is bringing in. You have Superboy... Jericho, Ravenger, Mercy Graves, which if you don't know is Lex Luthor's bad, uh, you know, assistant bitch who's just absolutely dominant. You see her in, you know, Superman animated series as well as, you know, all in really any DC animation involving Superman and Lex Luthor. Okay. Um, Aqualad is going to be in it as well as Crypto. Aqualad? Yeah, man. He said, and of course, we scroll right up here. On the Amazon oh, right there. Mr. Ian Glenn playing Batman. Love him a lot more than fucking Pattinson. But still, oh, that is way over there. But Ian Glenn, I think, especially if he was played uh, Sir Jorah Mormont in Game of Thrones, and he could be a good Batman if you just dye the old hair brown and put him in a bad suit. Be yeah, a I mean, he's guy. amazing actor. Oh, yeah, he's really great. And this story, DC's uh, Doom Patrol is returning for a second season in 2020 as well with HBO Max. If you haven't seen Doom Patrol, it's really great. follows Negative Man, uh, Cyborg, as well as uh, Mr. Robot, It's who's played by like uh, Brendan Fraser, Robot Man. And he essentially took a, guy, a human brain and put it in a robot. And then Elastigirl, which is not the DC... Yeah, not your DC Elastic Girl. It's essentially she's just like a blob. Not, not the Disney Elastic Girl. Yeah, and she's essentially like a blob. She can't really hold her form, and she just kind of like smothers everybody and kills a lot of people. But it's really well done, as well as uh, uh, Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane is Crazy Jane is amazing because her she has multiple personality disorder, but every personality has a different superpower, and they all come out at different times. It's so amazing. And the first season all com- uh, is uh, around, based around uh, defeating, uh, I think his name is Mr. Ne- uh, yeah, Mr. Negative, and bringing back the Chief. So, great series. And it's coming back for a second one. It's coming to HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, you're going to see Doom Patrol pop up on there. No mm-hmm. word as to Titans getting put on there, but Doom Patrol coming as well as this next story, which is Rick and Morty Season 4. Go to the, uh, go to the clip after that uh, advertisement goes through because the actual um, clip they show is fantastic. I just hate these clips. That yeah, for the Pennsylvania Lottery. You know, you, you could just be a regular fat slob and you could just gamble right here. Um... But you see, little Glooper has an app for them, and uh, something's going wrong, so they want to shut the app down. And uh, you see Morty saying they know how apps work, and to shut down the server. 
and uh, it proceeds to go on. It's it's a really funny thing. He says that the servers are on the mothership, and then this happens, which is a beeping in his pocket. Of course, they think it's a bomb. And if you look on it on the podcaster, they are wearing black shirts. <laughs> it's not actual black shirts there. So Morty saves them from stopping. And then, ominous beeping app. And you can't really be mad at a guy for pulling an app like that. I mean, <laughs> the ominous beeping app. But Rick and Morty, season four, coming from Adult Swim. Coming soon. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of that one. They got 70 episodes that they were appro- approved for. And the creators want to prove that they're worthy of it. Because one of them was a big league writer-run community. And that flopped on the third season. And now they're coming into their fourth season. Yeah. He's trying, he has something to prove. This series right above me has absolutely nothing to prove to me. I absolutely love this trailer for The Witcher. I think that it's going to be a great series. It's following the book. Calm down, video gamers. It's not, there was a book before the game, it's kind of where the game came from. So it's following the se- the series of the book, which I'm probably I'm I want to pick up as well. I want to pick up the Witcher series on the book, so I can see where the source material comes from. Yeah, because uh, they got uh, Siri, Yennefer, you know, Triss. It's probably wait to the series. Ser- probably wait like Game of Thrones. The series is over. So you're not disappointed. Yeah, but here you see they have obviously the Witcher powers involved, and you're going to see a lot of evil demented shit as well as character building because it's set in practical medieval times just like Game of Thrones it's a very you know uh, cutthroat period and everybody was up in arms when Henry Cavill was cast well the internet's going to be butthurt about a lot of things they don't know what they're doing the internet's butthurt about um, a story later on too um, but yeah, man, that's uh, but no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. No, it really wasn't intended. I wish I'm not smart. Witcher uh, is definitely gonna be good, like this one, Watchmen. The Watchmen series, I lottery ads again, <laughs> yeah. But the Watchmen is uh, the new trailer dropped at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, Dr. Manhattan, <laughs> we noticed at the end of the trailer, is wearing pants. Finally, Ooh. I know that he'd be happy about this one, but they're not. And this is the interesting part that this uh, story says: is that they're not undoing what was done before with the events of the graphic novel and even the sh- uh, the movie. Right. So Rorschach's dead. Doctor Manhattan's being left off is where he blew him up into many, many different pieces. Okay. Homeboy. Save the world from ultimate destruction, <laughs> and uh, you know, bad guy and what's her face got into got it, fell in love. Boom, that's where you're starting off on. And then you have these guys obviously being tied into Rorschach, leaking the news at the end of it, and letting them know the story of what happened. So maybe that's what brings them into being the antagonist role for this, and a lot of m- hatred of mass vigilantes, which is kind of the Watchmen universe itself is just nobody well, that, that's like the underlying tone no yeah no matter what there's a, a very realistic sense of the damage that these heroes do and yeah especially after the movie I'm definitely going to be tuning into this HBO is you know with the prequel series for uh, Game of Thrones and everything that they're doing there 
they're creating a lot of different stuff, especially since uh, Westworld, new season for that, that trailer dropped out. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff to come out of this Comic-Con. I am very intrigued to see what's going to be happening this year. And, oh, yeah. And uh, skip to the end of this, where you can see uh, Dr. Manhattan. Some pants. Yeah, Watchmen, boom. They cut to the end, and then, Pants! How do you know, Batman? Look at that blue hand right here. Dr. Manhattan, wearing pants. What if it was a doppelganger? Doppel Manhattan, wearing pants. He is in public. He would wear pants in public. I don't know, man. He When he looked, was on the moon... He looked fairly happy or... just letting his dick swing a whole bunch of times in that first movie. This one, I could not be happier for, man. Go full screen on this. This is one Picard. Uh, Star Trek Picard. You're far, you got your main man there, Sir Patrick Stewart, helming it with Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes and the, uh, CBS uh, number access. one and Deanna Troy coming back, as well as him, Mr. Data! You got data. I watched this trailer three times already. I'm so stoked for it. I know. I can't be more happy, man. Especially with <gasps> everything in the lore of where, what has been happening to Picard in his life and where he is. He, and they're saying he's a different man than he was. And he has to figure out, one, who he is. Two, who she is, the Asian girl that was just talking to her. And it's going to be an epic journey, man. And it's going to be... Oh, God, I can't believe this old motherfucker is still playing the amazing roles that he does, but he does it, and it's going to be amazing. Mm. Everybody's going to want It's on CBS All Access. This might actually get me to sign up for CBS All Access. This might actually get the podcast to sign up for CBS All Access. Hey, there you go. This yeah. Way, this way we can all watch it. Yeah, live viewing party. No, probably copyright thing. But it's all about the journey. I'm definitely in on this journey, man. Uh, Next Generation was definitely something I think all of us definitely the grew world. up watching. The world grew up watching it. Because it was never not in syndication, BBC. Somewhere. BBC. Still. All the Still. time. BBC. If you tune in to BBC, you'll either see Doctor Who or fucking Star Trek Maybe, if you get or wake up early enough, you'll see the actual BBC News. Besides that, cops. Oh, bad boys, what you going, what you going to do? <laughs> and we'll go on to the next story so you don't have to live through any more of that. The Orville. Really, really impressed with Seth MacFarlane on this one. The Orville was a Intel really core soft. processor. Well, I'm sure they use those on the Orville. Yeah. But um, it's a really solid first series. The second season was amazing. I thought yeah. the second season was really, really good. good. It had a lot of build in with the characters, but they're moving over to Hulu in 2020. Announced here at the uh, Comic-Con. The, and in this long paragraph, he's essentially saying that while he really appreciates his business partners at 20th Century Fox and now Fox Entertainment, CBS just blocked us. They both realize. Oh, cool! They can. So CBS. Welcome back. Of, um, we love you, CBS. 
Remember we love CBS, we do. And it was, on public it was on a public domain, so uh, that's where the confusion came there. So, moving on, we're not talking about CBS, now we're talking about Fox. Um, and they understand that Seth MacFarlane needs to move on and branch on to Hulu. I think that the third season of this show will still come out really strong. He pushes the envelope and he takes the show to places where Star Trek doesn't go. It's very realistic. Oh, yeah. Especially with just even the characters and... Like people in space. 100%. So, uh, on to the next story. Uh, this one is starting off with a bit of a doozy. Highest grossing movie... Of all time, Avengers Endgame. Beating Avatar. Avatar made... Uh, a lot of money. A fuck ton of billions of dollars, and they're not even done calculating how much Avengers Endgame has actually made. Yeah. But they know it's more than that. And it it's even says in here that um, the... Which Star Wars was it? Uh, Force Awakens brought in 2.6 billion. 2.06 billion. And that was not even anywhere close to Avatar's level. So it is definitely a history breaking so film. Quantify this just real quick here. So 2.79 mil- billion. Hi, Kelly. 2.79 billion. Just to remember that Disney bought. Marvel for four billion dollars. Disney has made eighteen billion dollars. Eighteen point six. They're close to nineteen billion. Off of Marvel. Off of and this is profit after sale. This is prior to the Kafakton announcement I have next, which uh, oh my god, yeah. Go to that one uh, first. Because the original script had Thanos throwing the decapitated head of Captain Marvel. At the feet, at the end. Captain America? uh, Captain America, where uh, the end where Thanos blows up Avengers headquarters. He, his uh, 2023 counterpart, cut off Cap's head back in 2012 and threw it down at the end. But it was quickly scrapped, as quickly as they said it was awesome. So, that's a bit gory, but that's one thing that came out of Comic-Con about that movie as well. That could have been a good segue into Marvel Zombies. Really could have. They really <laughs> could have. Decapitated head of Captain America, like coming back to life and just. Because then they wouldn't have to have Chris Chris uh, Evans, you know, be Captain America anymore. They could just CGI yeah. a fucking zombie in there. Any schmuck. <laughs> they could have gone to any schmuck, but obviously we do have a big elephant in the room with Comic Con. Go to the first story there. This is the entirety of. What they did, uh, what they announced, and it's just the goddamn easiest way I found to do it. I have a whole other side stories if you want to switch over to them. First and foremost, that man is going to be your next motherfucking blade, Mahershala Ali, which you know as Cottonmouth on Luke Cage. Yes, he was also in the House of Cards. Oh, I'm, I'm happy with that choice. He could, he loves Blade and. Kevin Feige is because they're saying, "Oh, why Blade? Why now?" They're saying, "You can actually do it right." Him, that's why, because he wants to do it, and yeah, he's Phase Five right there. But we're not talking about Phase Five. We're starting off with the internal. Scroll up, right there, down. 
That's the cast of the Eternals right there. Angelina Jolie is Athena. Richard Madden, Icarus. Uh, Kunami Namajama. Kingo. Kingo, yeah. Uh, bunch Mark, of other people. Lauren Ridloff. Brian Free Henry. Sama Hayek. I am excited for those two names, Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek, to be associated with a Marvel film. I think that's amazing. As well as Don Lee, man. Gilgamesh? (laughs) Fucking Don Lee is amazing. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm excited for Eternals. That's their, like they did with Guardians. Get ready for 2020. Like they did with Guardians. They dropped Guardians as a cosmic kind of thing. That's what they're doing with the Eternals. That's... And then they're going to mash Eternals up with Captain Marvel and all that. Falcon Winter Soldier, Anthony Mackie confirmed that we will be seeing Winter Soldier as in wearing the Captain America suit. Bronzemo is uh, a major reveal there as well. Um, but it's hitting Disney Plus 2020 in fall. So that's going to be one of the launch titles. Hmm. Well, okay. no, because launch is this. Uh, this re- so. Yeah, Falcon is going to be end next year, next fall, not this fall. Fall twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is going to be a good year. It will. Mm-hmm. Got, they got a lot of stuff. Shang Chi, which is actually the above picture, right? Yeah, Shang Chi, which is a very little, like not a very well known comic character, but they're bringing him out to be more diverse and to have him as a part of um, your Phase Four, to where Iron Fist really fell flat on his face. I think Shang Chi will really appeal to the second biggest box office uh, box office market in the world, which is China, because it's a Chinese superhero. Yeah, you can't have an English person portrayed. Hi, I'm Shang-Chi! Yeah, I don't sell it, do I? I really don't, but... You, you couldn't sell that anyway. No one could sell that. No, man, but Disney, their casting is just fucking spot on, man. Spot on. Wanda Vision. Unlike the uh, podcast title that I had, Wakanda Vision, Wanda Vision is going to be uh, intertwining a little bit in with the second Doctor Strange movie into the multi- uh, multiverse into madness. Okay. Um, so there, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in with Benedict Cumberbatch in the movie. Wanda Vision is going to be tying into that. It's hitting spring of twenty twenty one. Also, Paul Bettany is sitting up there with her. Captain Marvel will play a significant person from the Captain Marvel show will be a critical role in it, which is the woman standing above. Um, But the next show down there, man, one Tom Hiddleston, Loki coming spring of 2021. So Mm. Marvel's just seeding 2020, 2021. This is what you're getting. I am so so impressed with just with Tom Hiddleston as Loki, just from the introduction of him just being a a just a a player in the background to having his own show because to being a guy who goes to libraries and reads to children. Welcome everybody who is joining in uh, after CVS uh, kind of shut us down there for a minute. Sean Annis, no power. We're here with you, buddy. America, <laughs> as well as my buddy Gary Faber checking in there, of course. But yeah, man, Marvel, everything with it. Doctor Strange in the, ma- the multiverse of madness, man. It's the first horror, scroll up a bit, horror-focused, um, yeah, it's their first horror-focused Marvel hit that's going to be hitting theaters mm-hmm. May 21st, uh, May of t- 7th of 2021. 
I'm so excited for that. Especially with what well, they did with Far From Home and Mysterio. How fucking trippy that is. Dude, you take some DMT and go see that, you're going to walk out a changed fucking person. Probably not for the best if there's madness in the title. I would have to just throw that out there. But, damn. It's an experience, I'm, it's nonetheless. Especially in real 3D. <laughs> but like I said, Scarlet Witch is going to be uh, joining Doctor Strange in that event. And it's really interesting how they're going to make the multiverse mad. This series right here, though, What If, animated. And they're going to have all these casts. All, ca- all these casts over there. All these cast and characters involved in there. You have Mark Ruffalo. You have all your major bigs voicing. Paul Rudd voicing the what ifs. What if <coughs> Peggy Carter was Captain America? What they got if, Brooker back. Yeah. They got, you got all these voices coming into this cast and that series alone is one that I'm really excited for. But once again, fall 2021. They're putting out a lot of anticipation. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's okay. I'll pat my own back. Hawkeye series coming as well in uh, fall 2021, so that's when they're really pushing the full force of that in, which might link up to some of the releases. With the so I saw releases. this one. I am uh, excited beyond <laughs> belief. Would be my ultimate first reaction. Natalie fucking Portman being female Thor. Thor for Love and Thunder. She's still going to reprise her role as Jane Foster, though. Yeah, but I see a multiverse angle on this, being as it's probably going to be released after Doctor Strange, since it was in the latter portion there, which, yeah, it's... uh, Scroll down. November uh, November 5th, 21st. So it's going to be after... Doctor Strange. Okay, fair enough. So you're going to have female Thor, Chris Helmsworth Thor, badass Love and Thunder, man. I'm really excited for that one. Black Widow, which rumored, I guess ultimately confirmed is Taskmaster, uh, Taskmaster as the villain. Just like <coughs> in the game, Marvel Avengers, Taskmaster is going to be the main villain there. So they're bringing him into the fold. We've already seen Taskmaster in Spider-Man game. But it was just more for like side stuff. Yeah, and this I would like more of a you know because it's kind of like Marvel's Riddler. Yeah. So giving him his due process, especially with Black Widow, which um, there was uh, David uh, from uh, Stranger Things, David Harbour, yeah. Hellboy. He's going to be uh, in the Scarlet Witch movie as well as the Red Giant. Which is a Soviet Union superhero who's like Soviet KGB spy. Uh, Big in there. Um, But especially with with that, he doesn't have a lot of time to go into Black Panther and Captain Marvel sequels, although there are in the coming, in the works. Like we said, Blade coming as well. He drops a subtle hint that gets everybody's nerd boner hard for Phase 5, though. And this is just what they're announcing for Phase 4. We still have the D23 Summit coming up in August. So who knows what they're going to announce by then. Stuff with Mandalorian and other projects they're working on, maybe with Old Republic. Who knows? This is just, all right, guys, here's your Comic-Con dosage. You'll get more of the Disney D later. Title of the podcast! Oh, yeah! You'll get more of the Disney D later. 
Um, that comes November. You pay six ninety nine for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the six, monthly six ninety nine for Disney D. <laughs> and There's your title. But if you scroll up a tinsy bit to the yeah, Fantastic Four is happening, and he wants to do it justice as well as X Men. <gasps> there was an interview with him to where he says if they're going to do the Fantastic Four and X Men, they're going to do it just like they did everything else in a way that nobody's ever seen before, that's still going to do the comics justice and everybody's going to love. I cannot wait until they have more involved with that. Um, the next, uh, go down. This one we'll scroll through kind of, we can scroll through quickly, but it was an uh, interesting comicbook.com article that says which um, comics you want to read getting ready for the upcoming Phase 4. So if you scroll here, that's the Eternals. They have, you know, Volume 1, uh, Volume 2 here is right there. So they have a bunch of Eternals comics, which is written by Jack Kirby, who was also in with Stan. More Eternals. Um, they go into Thor. Thor Volume 4, which is female Thor, the, the latest version, I believe. As well as Journey into Mystery and... Uh, And the Executioner, you have another Thor. So they're kind of setting up that female Thor, what you can expect from a female Thor lead, what you can expect from the Eternals, those kind of comics there. Marvel Special Edition for your Shang-Chi itch. I'm curious how they're going to add in Beta Ray Bill here. Well, I think you'll mainly see, you'll probably see Beta Ray Bill maybe in Love and Thunder, maybe also Guardians 3. Okay. Because Guardians 3 was slated for 2021, I think, beginning to film. So Guardians 3 would be Phase 5 because of the whole James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn episode. <laughs> it rolls right off the tongue. Young Avengers, um, which I'm excited. They didn't announce anything with the Hulk series, but I'm, gonna, I'm excited to have a Hulk, She-Hulk. You know, I think okay. there's a lot they're going to do with Disney. Hawkeye and um, Kate Bishop, his daughter, is going to be more of a younger, more agile, faster, and better <laughs> all-around Hawkeye. So okay. the kid's going to be better than Avengers? Red Guardian? Red Guardian. That was the guy who, uh, Hellboy, that's the character he's going to be in okay. Black Widow with Taskmaster. That's why I think if you have Budapest with him and then even having Hawkeye... Coming in and saving the day with Budapest or some shit like that, that like they've been alluding to, that is just the money shot you need for a good Scarlet uh, Witch movie. And I, I hope they can bring her back into something else, but that's for Scarlet. another podcast. Now we're hopping into the realm of gaming. Oh, here we go. Wrapping out the podcast here with the gaming news. This one was a nice cleanse of the palate. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot revealed a couple more players that you'll be able to play as. In V-Jump Magazine, uh, they have confirmed Piccolo, Gohan, and Vegeta will be playable throughout the DBZ series there. As they should be. And they're all major characters, which Piccolo has his major part, especially with killing Goku, fighting Raditz, Gohan with his whole Cell series, as well as Vegeta being on the Planet as well as fighting the androids, it's hard not to have them in that game. Yeah, they all control they all they all had a, a pivotal role in, in his narrative. So Because let's be honest, a lot of Dragon Ball Z was just Goku training. Yeah, that's why you do Kai. <laughs> <laughs> it was I need to train 
All right, you guys are almost dead? Okay, I'll come in and save the day. Thank God I was training. It's like, all right, Goku. He's a very one-dimensional character. I, need, I would I, almost I need five him. episodes to go chase a <laughs> monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I would almost put him in as who is the ultimate one-dimensional character, Goku versus Superman. You might even have a triple with Captain America in there. Like, they're all Boy Scouts who are pretty much just white and black. That's it. No kind of excitement in there. You know, Marvel did their twist with Captain America, but with the whole Peggy Carter thing and, you know, having that lost love and giving him a little depth, but that was still like stepping into a, you know, a deep puddle. <laughs> Going back in time through a rainstorm. Yeah, but also they did notate out here that other characters will support, uh, will serve as support characters. So they're going to help you in battle. Help you, in quotations, if you're listening on the audio podcast. Like, quote-unquote, quote unquote, Krillin, T- uh, Tien, or Tien Shinan, and Chaozu and Yamcha. They will not be playable, but you will have them as supportive characters. So I'm definitely excited for that thing, man. It's going to be a great RPG experience for uh, any DD. Dragon Ball Fighter still still an awesome it is, and they add on to that just like Jagged Ball Xenoverse. People are still playing Xenoverse 2, Electric Boogaloo. They're still getting their enjoyment out of that game. So the next story here is very interesting. PlayStation files a patent for a more powerful PlayStation 5 VR headset. Um, Goku is one-dimensional, but he's balanced out by his other cool friends, Krillin. A.K.A. Matt. Wow. Thank you, buddy. My friends often <laughs> compare me to Krillin. Um, a lot. Because of the dome? Yeah, because of the dome. Because of the dome. I don't have six bumps on my fucking head, though. That can be arranged. Yeah, thanks for bringing that, uh, that one up, buddy. <gasps> I really appreciate that one there. <laughs> the, old, the old joke was is that we can we can uh, lease out his, uh, his yeah. head for marketing space. Yeah. Right now it's being leased by whoever made this fucking fedora. He's grateful for that. Very true story. Even though it has his mighty, mighty dude powers. <laughs> yeah. So, Inverse reports that uh, the newly surfaced patents uh, by Sony could reveal a bit of juicy details, starting with the cost. 250 U.S. dollars for 560 by 1440 resolution at 200, uh, 120 hertz with a 220 degree field view. So that's a decent field view, it's, you know, 560 by 1400, we're getting there, 120 hertz, that's not bad resolution. Yeah, but 540, to, so to, to give you an idea what 540 is, it's your field of view when you wear a pair of glasses. It's just your sunglasses at high def. So don't just say 540 by 1440, no, it's, it's, it's equivalent to 1080p, close to potential 2K, so... Yeah, just okay. don't get a headache when you're wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, especially with the graphical quality, we look at, like, Spider-Man, the VR, the Far From Home free VR game that they had. Yeah. Graphically, they still have a little, little bit to go. Well, it also depends on the system running it. True. So Very true. You can get VR, and they're very... They're very... Uh, in, they're in their, in their infancy, mm. I should yeah. say. It's it's very much a. I don't see, especially with PlayStation not backing down in their VR conquest here, 
they're still searching for that because it's going to have uh, active head tracing in it as well as like if you tilt your head. I just want that. I, I just want that VR game where it's like bar drinking. You know, you go in there, you oh yeah, and you <laughs> throw the fuck shit out, out the window. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they also had another patent which was a VR glove which had a. A hepatic f- uh, feedback, so you could feel stuff. Haptic the- feedback. There okay. you go. It was a different way of using, rather than like controlling. You mean to tell me we're going to have high definition impact? Yeah. Oh wow. It's going to be crazy, man. Especially so. The gaming glove is going to make an appearance again. Yeah. The Nintendo. What was it? The power glove. Yeah. The, the power <laughs> glove. The power gloves come back. Wow. I'm. I'm. The future is now, man. And uh, I, I'm just st- stoked that people are still focusing on the VR and they haven't given up on it because I think that they're going to perfect it someday. Maybe in my lifetime. Well, I mean, much like e- everything else that comes out very, very fast and it gets saturated, and then the ones that want to stick with it stay with it. The ones that, you know, just say, "All right, we're, we've gone as far as we can. We're going to stop doing any more or any more like innovations or anything mm-hmm. like that." You yeah. see those companies come up, and the ones that stick with it usually come out on top. Now, this company is probably going to stay on top. Cyberpunk 2077 have, will have a hardcore mode, and they're not fucking around. All right, When they say hardcore, they mean they're disabling the user interface. You're not going to have any hand-holding. There's no guides, no advice. It's just you in the game. If that's how you want to play it, you want hardcore, that's fucking hardcore, man. On the opposite side, if you're in the story, you're not good at shooters, they're going to have an option for you. So they're going to have multiple different difficulty modes to try to make everybody able to enjoy this experience. Yeah, because just like it's going to be a great game. Multiple other games, like you know, like uh, they did Last of Us with its grounded difficulty. They took away the, the UI and you had to do... You had to have... A full-blown headset for that game. I want to say even Assassin's Creed Odyssey had the story mode to where if you just wanted to play the story, yeah. you could just do the story. And that's a good option. If and some people just want that experience, and that's yeah. fine. Because you're playing someone's novel. Because, I mean, uh, yeah, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that's a good story. Cyberpunk, that's going to be a great story. Which, I mean, Last of Us was a great story. Yes. Part 2 is going to be fucking amazing. Like, these are all, it's a good option, which I think should stay in gaming. To where you're giving, you're playing to both sides. You're well, making the thing a that I like di- about this. Um, just to segue into it, like a just like a little nugget. Um, they took Keanu's character, Johnny Silverhand, and made it, it made a mod for Metal Gear Solid, so you can play. Yeah, can <laughs> it's play Johnny Silverhand in, in Metal yeah. Gear Solid. That's awesome. And that's Ooh. pretty cool, man. The mod community is big. They're even I've cut out a story in the news. Which was Microsoft is now b- going to be getting in the modern and rightfully so because they, they 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 were the first ones on a console side to allow uh, a mod via Fallout Four. Yeah. So and know, Fallout was really should. at the forefront of that. Yeah. They were like, uh, "Yeah, you guys make our games better. Do it. Why do you think we have glitches? We knew you'd fix it. Do it. They want you to fix their game, but." Because do it's work free. free. Yeah. Do the work for us for free. <laughs> I would really I'm appreciate paid. that. Hey, could you go do my work for me? Thank you. That sounds like every day of my work. This story me made too. me laugh very hard. Probably too hard. Hideo Kojima was on his way into San Diego Comic Con. He got stopped at customs. 
So, his, prior to arrival at the Comic-Con, he had scrolled down. They actually have the, uh, they have the picture of what he had smuggled in here, but it was a, uh, there you go, right there. The baby that strapped everyone's chest, the BB pod. Uh, it was a life-size uh, prop, which is coming with the collector's edition, which he was going to release with it. If you scroll up, there's the box art for Death Stranding. Um, that's what he had smug- had to smuggle into customs. I don't want to imagine where he had to put that baby. <laughs> that must have been uncomfortable for him. But he had to explain to U.S. Customs why he had a, uh, a baby in a, you know, a sack. That's got to be a little bit difficult. Although, come on, San Diego, <laughs> you would think you would know the clientele that's coming into your airport. Yeah, come and just say, yeah. oh, that just say Hideo Kojima is coming into the airport. Yeah. He will have some mysterious shit. No, it is not harmful. Can we pre- please vet this out? The guy who showed up in power armor, not stopped at all. No. <laughs> the guy who showed up like uh, other animated characters with big, giant foam guns. Totally yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, keep keep it moving. As, keep long, it moving. as long as the... the, the Meanwhile, the Sorry, hentai... The, hentai the guy with the massive 27-foot-tall no sword who walked through... Yeah. Totally not stopping. It was made of plastic and rubber. Oh, cool. yeah. his last name was Smith or Jones or whatever. <laughs> you know, it wasn't Habib Kamal. Sorry, you've been pre-selected for our screening. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what screening? Why? Why do I screen? I come here, Iron Man. <laughs> I am Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man, I am. <laughs> but uh, get him in your credit card. Yeah, man, the creepy baby strapped to Norman Reedus's chest in the movies, is which is what he had to s- smuggle in there. Which I just thought that was funny. It's hilarious. It is hilarious, and only uh, that could only happen to Kojima. I mean, it's not oh, like yeah. it's not like he was held in the closet at, at Konami for like five months at a time. Yeah. So this story is cool, man, because Dota Two, which is uh, made by Valve, which is also on Steam. Secret word. Uh, Steam's Dota 2 <coughs> International Tournament 2019 has a $30 million prize pool, which is crowd-funded and Battle Pass-funded. Battle Pass, is, which earns players special features, in-game cosmetics, and special limited events, and all those quarters get sucked into their international tournament, and now it's up to a $30 million prize pool, beating out Fortnite. Okay. Which is cool, man, which... July twenty sixth to actually takes actually takes a job. It's the thinking man's League of Legends. It really is because it's so much more. I tried to play Dota two once and I just that's not my game. That is too much. Uh, I I could do it if I had a rig. If I had a rig to uh, to do it with. Oh yeah, you could definitely if you put the time into it. If you got the hardware, you can. But yeah, that's not my bag, man. That's not. You're into multi boxing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, this, this one leads out our stories on the nerdy news, which is Spider-Man PS4 is the best-selling superhero game in the world. There's no clothes button. Yeah, I know. I hate that shit. I don't know why. Um, but it's... 
That, that's the best. Yeah, that's good enough. But it beat out Batman, Arkham Knight, and Arkham City. There you go. Uh, You've watched the ad. Now we all close <laughs> yeah. it. So, Spider-Man's at the top, which is Sony. Then you have Batman, Arkham City, which you were telling me before the podcast is definitely the better game. Arkham Knight was essentially... The... So here's the reason why this actually holds <gasps> a higher regard. Okay. Batman Arkham Knight and Batman Arkham City were sold on multi-consoles and platforms. Yeah, this was just PlayStation. This is just PS4. Oh, man. So let's just quantify... That's that's a very good point. Let's just quantify, in the age of game sharing, we still have that many people buying this game. That's that's a good point, because this is total, even up till now. All of Arkham City, all of Arkham Knight, Lego Batman, Marvel Superheroes, Spider-Man Movie, 1 and 2, Injustice Gods Among Us, Arkham Asylum, Injustice 2. So, so rank 10 to 2 are all multi-platform. 10 to 2, multi-platform. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, single. PS4. Single. Mm. Although, Activision Blizzard and Warner Brothers are up there, so those are your three real distributors there, which is Sony, Warner Brothers, and Activision, which Warner Brothers, I haven't had a problem with their animated or their actual uh, video games that they put out. They're good. It's just I their just finished ass cheeks, besides I, a couple. I just finished um, Injustice 2 the yeah, first time I'm, around, and that is an amazing game. Yes, I The story I did is an amazing that. game. The story's short, though. It is short. I beat it. That's how you know. If I beat it, that's a story. That's yeah, a short I play story. my stuff on on hard or like ungodly. I mean, that's that's the mode I play. Okay. Because I gotta have that experience. It's the only way I get better. I'm not Irish. I don't constantly want to beat myself, and I'm not a masochist. So no, I I don't. But I still finished notes. it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So giggity. Hey. <laughs> but that brings me to an ultimate kind of point here, man. Like. What is, who is the ultimate franchise between the two? Because Spider-Man and Batman, I see as the two major leads of so, but in DC vs. Marvel. In the 90s, if you're going to go back to, like, era-based, you really didn't have Batman versus Spider-Man. It was like... I don't even want to keep it air-based. I just want to say, as a whole, between the two, duking it out from their starts to where you have Michael Keaton and you have Tobey Maguire, you have the anim- both had an animated series, which was dope. Both had several iterations of their stories being told, told rather, who reigned supreme out of the, mul- the grinder that was their journey up until now because both Batman... Batman and uh, uh, Batman vs Superman, and even Justice League. I had no problem with Ben Affleck as Batman, even in I think he made a small appearance in Suicide Squad. No problem with Ben Affleck; he was fucking amazing. Even he was the, the best part of those three movies. And they both have upcoming movies. You have Matt Reeves Batman, and you also have uh, Spider Man Three, which is coming, we know, but they have no release from San Diego Comic Con. So that's where I see which one kind of reigns supreme because Spider Man. With Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield wasn't that bad. Up until Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire was good. But then on the opposite end, you have George Clooney and Val Kilmer. 
Yeah, yeah, but mm. yeah. so to throw another wrinkle in this, Kevin Conroy, uh, Kevin Conroy, Conroy, as well as I don't know who did the voice for Spider-Man animated series. Now we can find out. We got these wonderful things called the internet, and you have uh, IMDb literally right there. Um, but while he looks that up, I you see the games with the Spider-Man uh, game, which the the one that had the horrible end boss with Doc Ock, to where you were going down that twisted hallway that nobody could fucking un, uh, with, uh, nobody could get through without looking clunky. I think it was the original one. <clears throat> but if it comes down to it. It's a hard one because I love Batman and I love Spider-Man and all the iterations that I've seen them. I love the Spider-Man cartoon back in the 90s. Spider-Man yeah. animated series was amazing. You had, uh, the, they had the Spider-Verse. They covered everything in that shit. Yeah, and it's they hard with IMDb because they are only bringing up like everything from... Nothing existed before 2000? Yeah. Why would you ask? They're bringing up everything... From 2004? Why would you want anything farther back? Spider-Man? Hmm. 2004 is all I know. But, yeah, the 2002... Um, Sam Raimi was the classic, as well as The Amazing Spider-Man. Which, The Amazing Spider-Man was the first one they had that 3D vibe into. Okay. Um... They had Spider-Man Unlimited, Spectacular Spider-Man, Spider-Man the Animated Series, 1994, up there. Up here? Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. I know because it's on uh, Amazon. As well as X-Men. Oh, man. Superman, Batman. All of them. Christopher Daniel Barnes. What's his name? Okay. Christopher Daniel Barnes. Don't even tell me he was Sebastian in in The Little Mermaid. Oh, he's in End of the Spider-Verse. Oh, that shitty game. It really wasn't good. It was all corridors and hallways. Yeah, that one sucked. I'm sure it sucked even bigger on the Wii, too. Um, Little Marvel Mermaid. Ultimate Alliance. There you go. Electro. There you go. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. So he's been in a bunch of different Spider-Man stuff. Kingdom Hearts 2. Law and Order. Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh. Wow. Target McStone. This guy's been he's, on a he's, bunch of shit. He's been working his ass Wow. Apparently. He's a working voice actor. And... He was Eric on The Little Mermaid. There you go. You learn okay. stuff. Prince Eric. And Police Quest 3. There you go. Secret Wars, Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yeah, man. He was a good Peter Parker. And Scarlet Spider. Scarlet Spider was very quickly introduced and exited and the death and that. And it, it was, that was such a good series. On the other side... Uh, Batman the Animated It was series. also scary. Oh, look who it is. Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. George Takai. <laughs> wow. So, Batman the Animated Series had a perfect um, that casting origin for yeah. Mr. Freeze, which you could still go back and look at that. Mad Love, uh, the comic, which is amazing, and introduced the whole character of Harley Quinn. So, you yeah, have... Harley Quinn wasn't in it. Each way you in look true at. existence as as she is incepted today. Yeah. But mm. it started with Batman. The <gasps> animated series of Spider Man was so pivotal because it was Spider Man that you wanted. 
and it had a game. It had everything. Yeah, you had Peter Parker as snarky Peter Parker. <coughs> oh, yeah. A little fourth wall breaking in the game, which was cool. And then you had Stan voice uh, the welcome. Welcome, true believers. So it was cool. That man. was a PS1 game, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. that was the one with Doc Ock as the fucking end boss, and the controls were so clunky as you were trying to escape the underground sea base corridor that you kept sticking so to the walls. What, you know what Spider Man game I will hold like in my heart is true, is true. Spider Man Two. No. Really? It came out on Genesis and Super Nintendo. Maximum Carnage. Okay. <laughs> I should have known you were going with that one. Because if it was a true tale from the comic book, right? The game. Well, Batman also had uh, the Batman animated series game, which was fucking dope. It was good, but Maximum Carnage was better. Maximum Carnage was better. So, for this versus, I got a side. I, I, would, s- I would add in the third option as X-Men, but being that we saw the fall of X-Men... Yeah, with in, Dark Phoenix bombing even worse than... We're just going uh, to let it quietly go away until, yeah. until whatever... With Dark Phoenix season. bombing worse than the Fantastic Four reboot. Like, a lot worse than the Fantastic Four reboot. The, the number one I wonder. I wonder if you account for inflation... Does it, <laughs> would, would it still bomb worse than the Fantastic Four in 94? I'm not willing to do that math, but I will say that I like uh, I like Spider-Man for this versus because as much as as pivotal as Batman has been, I think we've seen a lot truer representation of Spider-Man in our medium in our social media than we have Batman from just the source material of the comics. To where maybe Matt Reeves's movie will course correct that. And Maybe. show us more of the detective and his smart cunningness and how clever he is. But I'm still I'm siding with more Spider-Man because, especially with Far From Home, we've seen a lot more really good Spider-Man stuff than Batman. I feel it's a a cunt hair away, but I'm siding with Spider-Man. I, I call myself the fucking Matt Man, so it's not like I'm trying to show a bias here. But I'm, I gotta side with the web, cra- uh, wa- you know, the wall crawler. As far as, uh, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I still have to go Batman. I have to go Batman. I have to. I don't blame you because it's so, it's such. He's the iconic and not really anti-hero, but he is. He, he's not that guy you want to like because he goes the hard route and he. Pushes people that you know normal law-abiding citizens won't to, but he still has a code because he won't kill anybody. Yeah, so in in D and D terms, he's he's neutral good. Yeah, he'll okay. with a with a little hint of lawful neutral. Okay. So he'll he'll follow the law. He won't break. He won't kill anybody. Didn't know that was D and D, but I remembered from the memes. Yeah, I yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I, I could see why you could side side with Batman on this one because it is a tough one because the franchises themselves speak for themselves because both are iconic in their own ways. When you look at the when you look at the set of villains that each one had to face, they all had their own obstacles and hurdles to face. Each one of them uh, represent a different aspect of the hero 
coming against them to where you see the Joker, he's Batman, you know, that just had one bad day. You see, you know, Cobblepot with Batman's, you know, greed and his money and uh, the Riddler with his, you know, uh, with his inquisitive mind. You see all that incorporated into the villains, Batman as well as Spider-Man. Because you see Carnage and his Eddie Brock as Venom. Mm-hmm. And Venom and Carnage and, and Shocker, Sandman, all of them, the, the Lizard Man, all of them integral in his life, but all of them also ha- having a yeah. portion of his own personality. So that's why I picked those two, because they both have a very deep reasoning for why you would pick each one. And each one of the villains were f- so far... Even though they were probably better in that particular field, they were so far in their field that it made them borderline crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Ghost Brother, with your twinkly apparitions, which one are you siding with? Because that's a, it's a really tough call. He also has the degree to, to back this up. It's a good point. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Me and you were two nerd boys talking, but uh, which way are you siding? I kind of like them both. Especially since you have been heavily on the PS4 Spider-Man game. Yeah, and I didn't play any of the Batman games. You're really not missing much. But they were good. But you're not missing For the day. Yeah. For the day. I don't know. It really is the same concept. I still have to go Batman because he doesn't legitimately have any superpowers. He is doing this all on, built on... Billions of dollars. Billions. <laughs> Built on billions. He's of just dollars. extremely well off and fortunate. There's nothing to see here. It's got to be the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. I so said it is. Billionaire Batman, Trump. Trump, man. Oh God, I knew you were gonna do that as soon as I said it. So I stopped talking. Trump, man. I'm gonna save everyone. I'm gonna be amazing. You're all going to love me just after I do this tweet. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm going to save you in a minute just after this tweet. Hang on. Someone's talking back. You know what? Just save yourself a minute and then just say I saved you. Shut up. Kimmel said something. i got to (laughs) respond. Yeah. Got to tell him he's wrong. (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. So you're the tiebreaker? I don't know. I'll have to. I, I don't know. I like both of them equally, I guess. I'm not going to make a decision. I like them both. On that goddamn link, who do you like? He sides with Dad. Because I feed him. (laughs) Not lately. (laughs) (laughs) I remember to feed him today. uh, You remember feeding most days. Projangers and Wallhangers Media Network Podcast, The Triforce, is coming to an end. Of course, I did have a couple thank yous. Oh, Calm down, Lee. Ultimate Wall Janger alum, Bob Bucarell, Cousin Bobo, like podcast number 50, as well as uh, Triangulism on the uh, audio podcast format. They love podcast 50. Don't beat your meat, beat your lungs. That was a good one. I like that title. So I just had to. Thank both of you and Kevin for listening and watching. We love you all. You can find us here on SoundCloud.com backslash PJ and WH, Facebook.com backslash PJ and WH, as well as at PJ and WH on Instagram and Twitter. We will uh, be 
putting up all our normal. So what do we got? What do we got going on in the next couple weeks? Because they know. Well, obviously, we have one Tales from the Morgue, uh, episode two, Until Death, which I have talked to Joe. I'm going to premiere it live on the Triforce podcast here, so you will uh, see gotta, it here. He's got to come. come he is planning on it, man. He is planning on yeah, coming in here. Even if he calls right. in. I've already done the whole screen. spiel. I'm working on it. I'm working the angles. And we will get Joe on because he's a great guy. Podcast brother. I've done podcasts with him before on other network. It was, it's, he's a good guy and it's a lot of fun. So we'll definitely get him on there. I also want to thank you, loyal listener and uh, watcher, for tuning in every week. Monday, 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in twice today. Yeah, because we got taken down by CBS. <clears throat> but thank you all for listening and watching. We, of course, are the Tri-Fast, uh, Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my right is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And to my left is big brother, Stephen Bucherell. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next week. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Hey, Maverick, you ready to fly with the ice cream man? <laughs> You'll get more of the Disney view later. Yeah. It's like Cliff yeah. Notes version. Quick. All right, you get the idea. Let's go. Move, move, move. Dragon. Yeah, bye. What are you doing? Nothing. Spread my gasoline. It's like foreign titles for those of you old enough to remember when they sell. <laughs> All fiction in space with the fucking Enterprise crew? Hell yeah, man. Oh my god, who's gonna be making the name? Uh, Document Act is wearing pants. Pizza. Oh, hi. Pizza. Cuckoo. Pants. For Marvel, Spider Man has always kind of been the flagship I've seen. Thundercats. Yes. G.I. Joe. <laughs> Robots. <laughs> there we go. All right. Rainbow <laughs> Bright. Care Bears. Neighbors on that. Okay, so we're going to I thank him for a My Little Pony guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gummy Bears, sir. <laughs> Bouncing here and there and everywhere. They are the Gummy Bears. Be held back so that means CBS is watching? Hi, CBS. Welcome we're to the promoting your shit, CBS. Yeah, we're not live because of CBS. Well, fuck they shut us down on Facebook? Yeah. Okay, is this going to be 51 Part 2? Yeah. 51, 51 Part 2? For those of you playing the home game. Oh, we're going to end it. Oh, God. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, God, like, don't run away from Daddy! Don't run away from Daddy! He did. I'm very proud of him. He did. He didn't run away. I love one punch man.